Hey guys, what's up? Today I'm joined by my brother Lucas and he's a very knowledgeable guy in the biohacking world. We're going to be speaking about like fucking routines, nootropics, supplements, biohacking, and you name it man, productivity. He's tried it all. So yeah, Lucas, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the uh, intro, Toby. I'm humbled to be here and to talk about something that I love talking about and that is uh, you know, nootropics and biohacking. Um, so yeah, a little bit about me. So I uh, first got into biohacking about eight years ago as I was playing um, professional soccer. Um, started experimenting with some compounds to sort of support my own performance on the soccer pitch. Um, and then that sort of escalated and then um, I just got stuck into research and started exploring like the benefits of nootropics and how they can be applied under different, you know, in different settings. And then, yeah, transitioned from all of that into my naturopathy degree, which is where I'm at now, completing that. I'm in my final year this year. Um, and yeah, plan on, once I complete my degree, I plan on, um, continuing to like build and share awesome biohacking content for people that, you know, so people can learn a lot from and, um, yeah, get into coaching, which I'm already doing and yeah, just, just super passionate, man. Very, very passionate. Brother, love that man. And yeah, dude, your content on ergogenic health is like unreal, bro. Good stuff. (laughs) Thanks, man. Well, like I'm obsessed with uh, morning routines or just routines in general and I would love to hear uh, what is your like killer morning routine to set you up for a great day? Yeah, well, it, it, it always starts with uh, obviously like making my bed is the very, very, very first thing. Um, and then, you know, I'll go downstairs. Um, just so I only just recently started implementing like I'm just having lemon. I know it sounds basic and simple, but I'm just experimenting with like quite a lot of lemon with um, warm water, just, you know, just to activate peristalsis in the stomach and support bile production, things like that. And then usually I'll go for a walk as well, maybe like for half an hour, do like a, maybe like do a call, um, like a client checking call. Um, Yeah, just a nice clean way to start the day. If not a walk, then it'll be just like some some sort of um, exercise. Yeah, brother. That's awesome, dude. And are you doing your um, icing the balls in the morning as well? <laughs> How did I know that was, that was going to pop up? Um, <laughs> You're the man for that. <laughs> yeah, I should have anticipated that. Well, actually, I don't, I don't do it first thing in the morning because obviously, like, you know, like testosterone's the highest in the morning. Um, I tend to do it before bed, you know, like 10 to 15 minutes or just before the gym. So... Um, for those who are listening, Toby is basically uh, referring to <laughs> uh, cooling of the testicles, like for guys. So it's based around the premise that you know dropping um, the temperature of the gonads actually supports uh, luteinizing hormone and testosterone production. And have I added you to the Facebook group that I that I yeah, created, it, Toby? Yeah, Sub Zero. Yeah, sub zero. So that's something we can. Yeah, man, that's link some in. solid stuff. <laughs> yeah, we can link that in the show notes for those listening who want to find out more about icing of the balls. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I only started doing that probably about four or five days ago when I saw you post about it. 
And yeah, man, I'm still trying to figure out the best technique to do it because it's kind of hard. I've, I've got like this ice pack and it's like you have to use one hand to hold it there and then you got to do something else. And I was looking at the underwear that you'd recommend, the, the Snowballs underwear. Oh, yeah. But they're super expensive to ship to Australia. It's like 100 bucks for one pair. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. It is annoying. It's because the majority of my audience is from like from US, from the US. Yeah, um, what, what's your um, like best technique that you got for it? Oh man, honestly, I just use a like there's a jetpack ice pack which you can also check out, um, and I just like if, like when I'm sitting down or lying down, um, always applying it. Obviously, not like not directly to the skin, but um, you know to your jocks or underwear, um, and yeah, just using that for like ten fifteen minutes at a time, like per session, per icing session. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it, man. Just let let it do its job, and then take it off. And um, yeah, have you noticed? Obviously, it's a pretty early days, but I remember like it took about because I did testosterone blood tests before and after. Um, I think it was about eight weeks, I think. Um, and I saw like there were minor increases in testosterone, but it was more subjectively how I was feeling. Like I really felt, I felt really good doing it. Like I felt more energized and um, there's some mean, some pretty funny anecdotes in the um, Sub-Zero group as well. <laughs> yeah, well, like not going to lie, I've been, I've been doing it before bed almost every night and I have a lot of deep sleep. I wake up like with a huge fucking boner in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. I, I'm like fucking 14 again. Yeah. But, yeah, and I, I, I was doing it while I was working out yesterday and that, yeah, that, I, I do feel pretty good doing it, but I also yeah. do cold showers as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm having, having a lot of cold therapy. Mm, yeah, it's there are other, obviously uh, there's a lot of other benefits with the cold shower immersion, um, which you've probably experienced. You know all the immune benefits, the body, like brown fat production, and I think I did a post on it a while ago. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. And the next the next thing I'm gonna try is probably doing the the raised bed. Just trying to find books that I even so I could put it up <laughs> in the head. <laughs> yeah, inclined bed therapy. Um, yeah, it's that's another little like that's a pretty cool biohack um, for people if they want to, you know, play around with because it's you know it's that simple. You just chuck in some old some textbooks that you performed poorly in in high school. You know, always use those textbooks. You don't want to be using. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's there's a lot of benefits, man. Like it's. Good for glymphatic drainage, so it helps with um, brain detoxification, um, and it's really good for varicose veins and and like also reflux as well. Yeah, that's dope. I'm keen to try that one. Yeah. And yeah, dude. So, can you talk us through some um, yeah some of the supplements that you find actually work? Because I, I know there's so many bullshit supplements in the market, mm. like people trying to take you to take these vitamins, but a lot of them they have no bioavailability. And also some of them are just like completely out of whack with portions and then yeah. sourced in China, all that shit. So tell us like some ones that, yeah, you find work for you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, good que- it's a good question, man. It, it is really broad, obviously, because like, we're, you know, we can divide it into different categories. Like, but for general, like for general health, there is one that I have really stuck to for a while. Um, and that's like artichoke extract. Um, and I, I get that through like it's a practitioner only. Like I get it through Mediherb because I'm like a student practitioner. Um, but 
you can still find there are still good artichoke extracts out there on the market, but I, I find that's really good for like general, like if somebody's got poor digestion or like sluggish digestion or constipated or or reflux, I, I find that artichoke extract really does help alleviate a lot of those symptoms. It really, it's just very underrated in my opinion in terms of like general health because I'm not sure like you, you're familiar with like from TCM, like traditional Chinese medicine point of view, they view the liver, you know, like the liver health, liver health is paramount to to good health overall. And I think in general, I think every person today should be doing at least something, you know, whether that be coffee enemas or um, increasing bitter foods or using artichoke extract, something, at least something to support liver function on a day-to-day basis. Um, and that will go a long way, you know, supporting digestion, energy, um, and, you know, overall health. So I think just in general, like artichoke extract is a, is a winner for me. Um, and then you've got the other staples like vitamin D, uh, there's a few herbs that I love using as well. There's another few herbs. There's also L-tyrosine, which I play around with a lot um, for dopamine enhancement. Have you have you experimented much with nootropics yourself, man? Uh, yeah, probably just like the real like low-hanging fruit there, man. Like a bit of, bit of modafinil back in the day, phenobite, which yeah, I love phenobite actually. That's probably one of my favorites. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, of course, the normals like lion's mane, and then you got all the mushrooms and then like rhodiola, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of fennibut, so I, find, I found a way to biohack tolerance to fennibut. Um, so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done a post on this. You know, it's very – I've sort of kept this underground, but I'll, I'll mention it here for, for a bit of fun. Uh, yeah, so. So there is a way to – so we know that Fennibut works through the GABA B receptors. So it's an agonist at the GABA B receptors, which is what gives you that euphoria, that anxiety, you know, reduces anxiety, massively improves mood. Did you notice it helped with sleep? What were you using right. it for? Yeah, dude. I was using it because I used to be a really anxious kid. So I would take it um, in the mornings. I, would, I was taking eight caps, so two grams with, um, with caffeine. Yeah. And then I would just, bro, just walk around. You're just completely confident, almost compared it to being like on um, MDMA like things, like for 12 mm. hours. Mm. And then that night I would sleep amazing as well. So it was like mm. if I wanted a good day and good night, I would just drop like Fenny and caffeine and it's feel awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, legal a win- <laughs> it's a winning legal, legal combo for sure. Um, yeah. Obviously – the abuse potential is quite high with Fennibot and also tolerance. Um, and I do know quite a lot of guys that have actually, you know, not, not, not just guys, but just in general, people, uh, you know, it's become habit forming and almost leaves them in withdrawal because they don't have it. So did you ever experience any of that? No, I was always super careful. So yeah. I was, even though I was doing big doses, I was doing it maximum once a week. Nice. And then once it became illegal, I spaced it out once a month. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you're a true biohacker, man. I respect that because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you be careful. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You're switched on in that regard because you got you got it. Yeah, these ones they're high risk compounds, but yeah, but the um the the, the, the way around that was um, 
So there's a compound called homotaurine. I know it sounds like it's the gay version of taurine. It's not. It's it's literally called. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally called homotaurine, and it's it's found in red algae. Um, it's like a constituent from red algae, and basically what it does is if you dose that man, it will literally put you in Fennibut withdrawal for six hours. So it's basically anti-Fennibut to feel Fennibut later. You know what I mean by that? Like go back to go forward? Like Oh, yeah. So you say for the next six hours, I'm just going to feel like shit, and then so I can feel good again. (laughs) And then you get a rebound. That's like that for me is hardcore like – that's like I want to. I'm really keen to explore more of those compounds, like um, low-dose naltrexone, which is another thing that has like I like this snapback phenomenon. I really like that whole like anti feel good to then feel good for a week sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I 100 feel that man. I like I reckon plant medicine's a perfect example of that. Exactly. Like you, exactly. you have some tananga in your eye, or some hape, or some cambo, or whatever. And you're fucked up for the next like 10 minutes. Yep. And then you come out of that and you get benefits for days. For days, for weeks. You know, that's, that is true medicine in my, like, in my opinion, yeah. And that's yeah. like a space that I want to – I really want to pioneer more of that. Like with the homotaurine, that was one example. But I'm, I'm always on the hunt. There's, there's more and more – like I'm looking at other things that block opioid receptors and things like that to, and, you know, endorphin receptors to like upregulate. It's just like – steadily elevating your baseline over time you know that's exactly what we're trying to do we're trying to just bring that up even more like bring it up even higher um you know when you get to a point where you don't even need to take anything because you just feel so good at baseline um Mm. yeah yeah that was my goal when i when i first dropped mdma when i was a kid i was like fuck i want to my goal is to feel like this every single day for the rest of my life (laughs) And that's what got me into like really going into biohacking. So I was figuring out how can I take things that have no side effects but can get me into that state and I can just talk to whoever I want, feel yeah. confident, feel invincible. 100%, 100%. I, yeah, I can relate to that a lot, man. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's it's been a long time but I reckon there's there are a lot of elements of my own. Like I look back at my own life and I'm just thinking, damn, man, I used to be so shot, like a lot less confident and, you know, Things were a lot harder, like just, just you know, socially a lot. Like I used to be quite stiff in conversations and like, you know, going out. Didn't wasn't always that easy, man. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't always that smooth. But now, like, if you know, through experimenting, like I can really, I can, I can get myself into. I know I can pretty easily get myself into a state where I just become an absolute joker, like just. Yeah. No, no fucks given. You're just like just having fun, sort of thing. Yeah, I feel that, man. But what I did find was, yeah, I can get in that state too, where I'm just like, yeah, confident. You don't give a fuck. But I feel that when you get into that like hyper state or like super confidence, you also sacrifice a bit of um, emotional connection. Mm. So it's a fine line for myself. I find. What about you? Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, when you're in that state. Yeah, you, you do miss out because you're so – I feel like you're so detached. You're so not you, – like you are yourself but you're not. But you're removed from any like – if somebody said something disheartening or, or something like you just wouldn't give a shit. So like you're, you're like – you deflect 
the emotional turmoil or like you know the ah uh, like the burden. It's inter- Yeah, it's a really interesting point, man. Yeah, yeah. I've done that for so long that that about two years now. I've kind of really like just hardened up, not give a fuck, and it's good on both sides. Like it's there's a good and a bad. Like the good part is you can do whatever you want and you feel pretty limitless. But the bad thing is that yeah, just that um, emotional connection with people. It's like the love part, the the sadness, the empathy. You don't feel it as much. Oh man, that's a we could we could get into a rabbit hole conversation or set up a whole bloody another episode <laughs> on this topic. It's good. It's really good. I would love to, man. Yeah, because it's yeah. I've been feeling pretty numb, man. For I've been in super productive self like self development, self improvement mode, but I've also had to train like my success in that area for numbness in my like romantic emotional life. Dude, did you read my ashwagandha article? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. It sounds like you're experiencing what I, you know, that's exactly what I've been going through, man. That's the same. That's the reason why I did that article is because that was it. Like that's, you know, we've, we've become so good in one domain of our lives. You know, this productivity hustle, get shit done. Like, but we're missing out on the exactly what you said like the actual human connection the you know ability to connect the ability to connect but also experience the wide range of emotions you know like that's like yeah when did you first start feeling like that uh well i, th- I think mine was triggered by a traumatic event when my my best friend and I took his life about 2 years ago mm. and so i remember feeling the biggest wave of emotions ever, like absolutely breaking down, crying and just feeling anger, grief and confusion. And then since that day, like the walls kind of just hardened up and like I noticed that with my girlfriend, like I used to feel a lot of love for her. And yeah, since that day, like I just haven't felt like the empathy. I haven't cried. I haven't like actual felt sadness. I haven't felt deep love either, but I've been real switched on. So it's almost like, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not. Like some people say it's good because that's like the stage of a monk where you're detached. But then also like I'm missing out on the human experience. And that's why I've been on this deep like detoxification, this search for like on plant medicines, journeying. And I'm, I'm kind of begging God to bring the emotion back. Jeez, man. Yeah, wow. Um, so is that, so with your desire desire to explore you know with and, and you're definitely heading in the right path because obviously a lot of those um compounds like the ones you mentioned cambo and um you know certain psychedelics things like that they definitely can help to unlock and bring back that original it sounds like you want to bring back the old toby like the old the toby from like four years ago or five years ago where you everything you could feel everything to the max right yeah Mm. Yeah, I would, I, w- I would like to be able to f- have more mastery over it. So be able to feel, but to be able to sit with the feeling and handle it. Because I, when I was younger, I, I couldn't handle it. Like I would like, when something bad really bad happened, I would like break down. I'd be really emotional or really anxious. But I feel that now that I've like honed in the other part of my brain, like I can sit with any pain. I can sit with anything. But I also want to be able to feel it because I haven't, like it's weird, man. Like the most saddest thing could happen and I wouldn't feel a single thing. Mm. And so, that's why, yeah, I'm on this like journey, like the Cambo, I've been putting quite a lot of faith in it because I've just heard that a lot of blockages is in the heart chakra and that would just mm. kind of re- realign everything. 
Super interesting, man. Well, there is actually one. So I've, you know, I've been, I've been in a similar boat. I'm not sure if my thing start. Like part of it may have been ashwagandha induced, but you know, there was an element of, you know, I had to leave someone. You know, when I met this girl in um, Salzburg four years ago, um, it was such a thrill, such a romantic thrill. You know, we spent four nights together, and departing her was the the hardest thing of like I've ever been through and you know when I got back to Melbourne I came home and I was crying for a week man like just never knowing when I was going to see her again and like devastating like emotionally so painful yeah. and then I think yeah part of that well it's a survival response obviously it's like the body doesn't want to go through that again so the best thing to do is to never be able to feel like yeah but having said that, man, I, I, I have, yeah, I've done, done a lot of research into it and I, I have had some pretty damn good success with um, St. John's wort. Now, you know, what, you know, there's, there's theories on how it's doing that. I've, I've made a whole thread on hackstasis.com. You know, you can search St. John's wort, um, Anadonia gone, all emotions back online. Um, yeah. And this was crazy, man. But when I first started using it, it was about day three. I started just getting these random flashbacks, like these random flashbacks of when I was in primary school. And I was like, what? I was like, what's going on? Like, I, I don't usually think about that. I'm always forward thinking. You know, I'm always like goal oriented, like, let's get the next thing done. What else are we going to do? Um, yeah. Grow, grow, grow. But this time around, I was like, hang on a second. I'm getting these flashbacks. Something's happening here. Something's, something good's happening. And then. As time went on, I kept dosing this St. John's Warp um, and I started to, dude, I, I broke down. I broke down crying properly though. It was a proper, it was like a proper cry, like when you really feel it. And I was crying about like, like you know, leaving my soccer career behind, you know, like, um, you know, I used to play professional soccer and, you know, crying about that whole thing and I'm like, and after I finished purging and crying, I was in the sauna. I was like, that felt so fucking good just to like be able to feel that because that had been so suppressed and not, I hadn't been able to access that for so long. And St. John's Ward actually helped to bring that out, which was fascinating, man. So I reckon it might be something you'd, you know, it might be an experiment you should run and see how that, see how it goes, man, for like potentially bringing your emotions back online a bit more. Definitely, man. I'm actually going to, yeah, 100% start taking some of that stuff because I'm mm. at the stage where I'm almost going to do anything. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, I was going to do ayahuasca in Peru and it's all like every time I'm going deep or like meditating or tripping, I'm always asking, look, I want to I want to feel again. I don't care what I feel. I just want to like feel it all, mm. the human experience. Mm. But I, I feel it's like um, one part of my brain is like highly dopamine driven. Yeah. And so because I think of the modern lifestyle we're in, we're taught to like always be dopamine switched on. So it's the masculine to do, to do, to do yeah. and getting shit done. But I'm completely out of touch with like the serotonin side and the feminine, the emotional, the feeling. And so it's got this huge imbalance. Mm. Jeez. Sounds like the thoughts you're having are like, I'm just shocked at how similar like our thought patterns have been, you know, the way you've been mm. thinking about things. So definitely, I'll, I'll I'll definitely hit you up with um some some of my threads you can read through because I I like to you know 
it sounds like you're pretty you're pretty open about this. Like it's good, you know. We're on a podcast here, and you're able to even like express that, which is high, highly respect that a lot, man. Because like, dude, most guys like how hard is it for them to talk about these things? Exactly, man. And I feel like that's actually part of the reason. Yeah. You feel almost like ashamed to cry. Like I remember when I was younger, if I would be starting to feel a bit emotional about something, I would always separate myself so people wouldn't see me. Mm. And it's just like, because a guy that cries, especially like when you're like in school or like when you're like, yeah, a young adult, mm. it's like viewed as weak, even though I actually think it's vulnerability and a lot of strength and courage to mm. be like emotionally like vulnerable like that. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. How have you been going recently? Have you been like feeling um, like attracted to other girls a lot, uh, like love, sadness and all that stuff? Well, it comes, I mean, it sort of comes in waves. Like what happens is like I, I get windows. I, I call them windows um, where like I'll have like a period where I'm, all emotions are online and everything is 100% feeling. But then like I, I have these episodes where I crash. I call them I just crash. Um, and I know my triggers for that. Like I know certain things, like even certain foods. I know it sounds ridiculous, but there's certain foods that, that actually induce that for me. For one example is like any type of potato starch or potatoes, dude, that'll just numb me up for like three, four days. I know it sounds ridiculous, but like it's having an effect in the gut. It's linked to the brain. I've tried to like research the crap out of it. Um, but every single time it just crashes my whole system. Like even, you know, I get more fatigued. Like it's just, it could be an intolerance or whatever it is. But um, yeah, physiologically, there's definitely something going on. Um, and, you know, things that have actually helped with the um, with the inability, like the feeling, the feeling aspect. There is another thing that helped. Uh, it is pharmaceutical drug, but um, and I was, you know, I had a lot of guidance with how to use it. Um, there was something called ciproheptadine. Um, so that's like a anti. It's actually an antihistamine, anti-serotonin drug that's basically used. Have you heard of um, serotonin syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously that's freaking super dangerous um, and can happen pretty easily. You know, it's, I know I know it's happened to a few friends of mine. Um, but basically, ciproheptadine is like the first line treatment for serotonin syndrome. So, what actually happens with? And I did again. I've written a whole like five page five page um, article on ciproheptadine and how it actually brought back the emotions. But this is what's absolutely crazy, man. If I dose ciproheptadine on Sunday night, let's say five p.m., I'll feel like shit. You know, I'll sleep. You know, fall asleep at like nine. It'll be an awesome sleep. Wake up feeling groggy as, really tired. That's that Monday. The Tuesday, I'll feel the exact same way, still really shit. Wednesday, still really crappy. And But then on Thursday, like the day four, I get this snapback effect and everything comes back online. Like it's, it's so, it's, you know, I've tried to figure out what it's doing. We have, I have theories and I've got guys in the U.S., currently um like we're working on an excel sheet at the moment to try and plot out how it's working and which receptors and things like that um but that tell you what man that that's like that's that's 
I mean, I've dosed that like 45 times in the past uh, year and every single time, it's like I can tell you when the effects rebound. Like it's like, but it's self-suffering though, man, because it's like it puts me out of action, makes me feel like shit for four days, uh, for three days, you know, it's like yeah, I've now done 40 times three is 120, which means that I've literally made myself feel like, you know, when I say feel like shit, I don't mean like really depressed. I just mean like really detached. And when I'm in that state, I can just work, man. I can work like an animal. Like I get so much work done and like, yeah, it's a really interesting phenomenon, man. It's it's really cool. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds like the exact opposite of MDMA. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess so. It's like you trade off three days of feeling bad for a good time? Well, the rebound, yeah, I mean, the rebound like, usually lasts for like up to a week sometimes. Oh, and uh, like day four, you, you, there have been stages where I felt like legitimately euphoric um, on that rebound, like really, really good. Um, and that sort of lingers for like four days three, four days. Um, it's probably inducing a little bit of hypomania as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, again, that's like a, something I think a lot of biohackers try to chase. I don't think, you do you think your audience would know much about hypomania at all? Oh yeah, dude, you can go into it, man. Yeah. yeah for sure. Well, hypomania is like one step below mania. Um, and it is characterized by like, if you read, the symptoms of hypomania, you would be like, damn, I want to be like that. Like <laughs> legitimately, like, you know, you have grandiose ideas. Um, you feel superior. You feel really confident. You don't need much sleep. You're really talkative. You have a lot of energy. You know, there's, there's a lot of <laughs> positives to it. Um, but obviously the, the caveat is like you can't, you really just, you can't be like that all the time. So there is a you do end up crashing. Um, yeah, you know, that's like you know, that's treading on like bipolar or things like that. This is not really my field to be talking about. I don't I don't have any psychological background or degree, but um, yeah, I'm just a just an avid biohacker, man. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really interesting, man. Yeah, because I used to. Yeah, I know that exact feeling. That's that's what fenibut and caffeine used to do for me, mm. where I would just induce this state where we could walk around i almost felt like godlike man yeah you walk around you can say anything you want and you know there's going to be no consequences and it's just like whatever you do it's like it's the best it's crazy man. yeah yeah man i've i mean i without using fenny but i mean i've been able to, i've been able to get myself into that space into that headspace like so many times like with with other herbs and things like that. It's just been so like, sometimes I'm just looking back on myself. I'm like, fuck, was I really like that? Like, I just couldn't believe like, you just can't believe what comes out of your mouth sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's really like, and that's the whole, like, um, that's another space that, I, so eventually I want to get into like, you know, nootropic consulting and like putting together, customizing stacks for people. Um, yeah. That's something I really, because, you know, not just for social occasions, but also like corporate environments, like productivity stacks and things like that. 
definitely stuff I will, you know, I want to, I will be putting that on my site eventually. It's just a matter of time. So what's your go-to state? If you got a huge day lined up with like three podcasts, you got work to do, you're the shit. What do you take if you want to just have a good time and smash things out? So for productivity? Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. so wake up, um, the, the morning routine stays the same regardless, but, um, for like productivity, let's say I've got an assignment. I used to need a lot. Like I used to, now I don't need much. It's really interesting. Like I don't need, I know I only need a small amount. I have like artichoke, I might have four scolin as well. Um, sometimes cordyceps as well. You know, cordyceps is very yang. I find it's really, really gets me going. Um, and then I'll stack that with like phenylalanine, like 500 to 1,000 milligrams of phenylalanine and maybe like a B complex. I mean, that's, that's enough. Like that'll be enough for like maybe six hours. Um, and then I'll, in, on the six-hour mark towards the end of that stack, I'll chuck in some um, D-ribose, you know, five grams of D-ribose and possibly like three grams of taurine just to like give me that, that last like three, four hours of like smooth sailing. Um, yeah. And now that'll top it off. Like that'll be enough. And that, that stack there will be like I got my shit done. I feel good. I have not crashed and I'm able to sleep. Like that's perfect because now – you know, I've just, I've just cheated the day. Like, I've just been able to like smash out two assignments. I'm not tired. I mean, I'm, I've crashed, but it's not a heavy crash. And tomorrow, I wake up feeling still okay, sort of back to baseline, sort of thing. Yeah, dude, that's solid, man. Did you have caffeine in that as well? I don't even, I don't use caffeine at all. I mean, I'll only have it if I've got like, if I'm doing like a f- massive, a competitive race or like a. 5k run or something like that i might use it but i always just find it always borrows from the next day so it just it always it, it will always end up depleting me no matter how hard i try like it just always ends up you know taking away from how i feel tomorrow yeah oh um, yeah I, I feel that. yeah and i lose track yeah. of my baseline too easily as well so if i had caffeine like like i'll end up just overtraining like crazy and just hyper like hyper energetic sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What are your goals? Your relationship like with caffeine? Oh, my relationship with caffeine. Oh, dude, I've recently because we make like fucking good coffee as part of the business here with all the nootropics and everything inside. So I've been having it pretty much every single morning. I'll blend it up with ghee and it's become like a morning routine. Just having this like superfood, nootropic, just stacked coffee. And so, like, yeah, like yesterday I got – I was working all day and I got so much done and I was just like a machine, just pumping stuff out, talking to people, having awesome conversations. But I crashed hell hard. Like around around 4 p.m. I felt like I was just stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like – I mean, you could look at it both ways. It can be – like that may have been beneficial though, right? Like it, it just depends on the circumstance and the context and – what you got on yeah. the next day and if you can afford to feel like shit, you know, it's like, you know, if you want to crash, if you're going to crash at like, at like bedtime, then that's perfect because you're going to bed. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, it almost just polarizes your day. So instead of just being like coasting chill all day, it will make you have heaps and heaps of energy in like the working hours and then at night you just go into a dip where you can really just chill out. I was just playing cards, eating some food and just reading my book last night. <laughs> Yeah, it's so cool, man. Yeah. 
So, dude, what would some other um, yeah tips be if you if you had to say like three of the most like powerful tips you've got? Can be biohacking, can be like lifestyle, whatever you think. Yeah, go into them. Yeah, well, step well number one for anyone, regardless of what they're trying to achieve, I think like self awareness is freaking paramount, man. Like, it, I think that a lot of people you know, operating in this state where they're just so not aware of the things that are affecting them and like the things that, you know, we've, you know, spoke about foods before, but like it takes a high level of self-awareness to just understand that like if even things that like, if you can hone in and really, you know, this you can do this through meditation, you can do this through journaling, you can do this through, you see, I literally, all, all I do is I track everything on my notes, notes app on my iPhone. Um, it's pretty like it's pretty basic the way I do it, but it's just I just need somewhere to put my notes down on how I'm feeling and stuff. Um, but yeah, self awareness I think is like step number one before anyone ever gets into nootropics. They need to be practicing some some form of self awareness um, because without that, how can you ever measure change? How can you ever? It's just you. It'll it'll end up just you'll just be wasting time. And um, it's all about seeing what works for you. It's all about seeing what works for you. It doesn't matter what works for me. If I, if like my stack that I spoke about before, that's tailored to me. And like I'm not saying that you can't benefit from it, but this is where like yeah, that customized, personalized um, approach is like really important. So yeah, self awareness. What was the question? Uh, other practices you mean that I should you just like three super powerful things that like yeah you recommend benefit people benefit you yeah, yeah. self-awareness gratitude is probably number two um, obviously that I, a lot of healthcare practitioners talking about gratitude but it is legit you know there is a lot of benefits to that um, and then some form of movement like get moving like yeah don't sitting at sitting at your desk all day is just causing stagnation of blood, stagnation of thoughts, like get moving. Um, you know, even if it is a 30-minute, 15, 20-minute walk, man, like these, you know, what they've found with these walks, it's somewhat equally as effective as like certain medications for diabetes, like, you know, metformin and things like that. So these 10-minute, mm. don't underestimate the 10-minute walks for improving general, like general health, general health. Yeah, yeah. And also, man, I'm not sure if you've been like kind of into what's going on at the moment, but I would love to hear your take on just the current world situation or Australia oh, yeah. situation. Well, yeah, I'm probably well, honestly, to be honest, man, I've I've been in my own little cocoon, you know, just smashing out my own business stuff and um, progressing progression on, on the business. Like, and I'm trying not to watch the news at all, but it's always on. You know, parents have always got it on, stuff like that. But in terms of like, I, I really, I honestly can't really comment on, you know, where the virus came from, how bad it really is, um, what the future holds from today on. Like, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, I'm real similar to you. I was at the start of it, I was getting quite into it, but I found I'm just wasting so much time filling my head with all oh, the dangers of 5G oh, fuck, they're going to vaccinate us all, the mandatory shit. And I was just kind of – I just removed my sp- myself out of that space and I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go into my work and then use this time for me 
use the time to upskill and just learn as much as possible. Yeah. And yeah, because yeah, I was commenting on a few things and then I don't have time to fucking reply to all these people that are getting angry and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to comment so I don't have to reply to these people. Yeah. 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 Part of, I mean, like the approach we're taking, it sort of sounds like, you know, the, the people could perceive that as us being, we're backing down, like it's a cop-out almost. You know, it sort of feels yeah. like a bit of a cop-out, but I'm picking my battles, man. I'm not going into battles with, you know, these corporations. They can, dude, if I say something bad, you know, it, they could shut down my Instagram overnight, you know, and I'm, that's not something I'm willing to do because like, it's just too risky, you know, like to, you know, I see Stefan, my best mate, daughter, my, one of my other best mates, Jay Carter, posting about it. And I'm just like, wow, like he's taking a step forward and good on him. He's got courage and things like that. But mm-hmm. like, it's too early in the in my in my career to be, I don't know, just taking those sort of risks. Exactly, yeah. man. I feel the same way. Like, I feel that my, my, my purpose is aligned to really helping people like in real life and mm. the battle... Yeah, the battle against 5G and mandatory vaccinations, I would say those two stand out the most to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a big battle. And it's like, if you if you join mm-hmm. that one, then that's going to take away from you doing what you actually are here for. Yeah. Yep. It's just so much, it's just like so much of your liquid they have to pour into that cup. It's like, you've only got a certain amount of yang energy in a day. And if you're going to spend four hours just like researching the shit out of 5G or, you know, Bro, you've you've now run out of energy to do your work, your own like, like your end goal. What's your end goal? Like, and if you're contributing to, you know, pro like protesting things like that, then you've actually just depleted yourself. You've you've depleted, and that energy is a negative energy as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a growth mindset. It just feels like a negative. It's more defensive and out of fear. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like yeah. there's definitely got to be people that are speaking out against this. But then if you really know what you want to do in life, you spending your life force like defending and kind of looking into someone else's problems as opposed to creating, it's like we're taking out of, of our creative state and now we're in a response state to what they're yeah. doing. How about we just yeah. fucking create new shit and then lead people through, yeah, lead people through creating as opposed to lead people through fighting and defending. Mm-hmm. Definitely can resonate with that, man. Mm. Yeah, I would like to sw- switch gears real quick, man. And um, what kind of training are you doing? Because I remember you were saying you're getting quite into your your, your working out and uh, testosterone optimization and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so right now, obviously, with the gym being closed, um, I'm doing sprints maybe like three times a week. So I'll do like – I don't track it. I would go by based on how I'm feeling on the day because every day is different and the number of you know, how many, how many grams of carbs is always different. Um, but yeah, no sprints have been freaking awesome. So I'm doing like, um, probably like 20, 80 meter sprints. Um, and you know, I'll do that maybe like two or three times a week at about 90% of my max effort. So I'm not doing 100% efforts. You know, I'm not, I'm uh, like, if I was playing soccer still, I'd, I'd be able to do that, but I'm just like, just playing a bit more safe so I don't really end up just pulling a, a muscle. So sprints, I'll hit abs one day a week. So I'll hit abs, literally dedicate 45 minutes to one core session a week and I'll just absolutely annihilate my core. Like 
I'll be sore for four days. If when I hit core, I'm sore for four days. So, like that gives you the sort of indication on the the volume. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. The the volume is like insane. Like I'll do, and I treat it like no other muscle group, man. Like it's like if I want to get gains in the core and the abs, like you, I've got to smash the shit out of them because they because they're so close to the um the lungs and the heart. Like their ability to recover during sets is so rapid so the only way to really overload is to hit them hard with minimal rest breaks you know so like when that when i do that 45 minute ab workout a lot of it is actually planks you know i'm probably planking for about a third of that whole workout like like i'll do plank variations um so yeah and then you know I'm, i'm no longer focusing on upper core it's always just like lower lower region so always doing like from up to bottom uh, bottom up rotations things like that um and then yeah doing weights and hitting like you know chin-ups um just trying to do as much as i can really there's one thing about me is that like yeah tendency to overtrain is high very yeah. high yeah nice man and yeah what have you done to improve your testosterone levels yeah, so um, so obviously the icing before bed. Uh, I've been eating a lot of organ meats as well. So like um, chicken liver, hearts, kidneys, they're, they're all really uh, micronutrient dense, you know, very rich in zinc, very rich in selenium, coenzyme mm. Q10, um, cholesterol, very high in cholesterol. Chicken hearts are like double the amount of cholesterol as, as um, eggs, you know, so – and we know that 5% of the cholesterol that we consume goes towards, um, you know, gets converted into pregnenolone and then all the other hormones. So um, more cholesterol equals more precursors for the hormones. Um, mm, that's a good thought, man. Yeah. 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 I was always telling people cholesterol is good because I've, I've got high cholesterol and people were saying, oh, you should get in some cholesterol drugs for that. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get high cholesterol because it's actually – it's been shown to increase like life quality, energy, life expectancy, and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and that. I mean, if you, if you, even if you want to do like balance out your cholesterol or at least support it, then you could you could explore what I said before. Like the artichoke extract is good at helping modulate the HDL to LDL ratio. Um, but yeah, a lot of these biohacks for test. I've got a free course which your listeners would would um would love to check out it's 30 minutes developed by me talking about um testosterone biohacks um and then obviously there's like an extended version if they like that um which 500 and like over 600 guys have now enrolled in that free one which has been sick um and then there's like an advanced course which is a three-hour long whole masterclass on optimizing testosterone and um, sexual function as well that's sick, dude. Yeah, send, send me the links for both of them and I'll put it up in the show notes. Definitely. Yeah, I was, I was actually trying to do that course as I was saying before. But mm. yeah, I'm, I'm fucking keen to do it as well. Sweet, man. And also, man, I reckon, um, yeah, before we close this podcast up, yeah, if you could just give like, yeah, just give some advice to anyone listening, anything you feel, and yeah, just speak from the heart, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess staying aligned with you know we can get pretty deep but I, I let's just i'm just going to explore something that i've noticed in the past 
few weeks being in isolation. Um, and that is, it's that simple for me to be at my best, like, like a happiness, whatever you want to use it, like happiness index or a happiness scale. I am definitely mentally my happiest when I'm living in accordance with my values. And that is just, you know, knowing your values and then, you know, being, having that integrity to follow and back that. And that's when I feel, you know, really happy, like really content with that I'm on the right path. You know, that's like, that's when I check in and be like, right, what have I worked on? How is it contributing to my ultimate path? And is this what I really, really want to do? And just always like questioning myself and, checking in on that because then, you know, otherwise you can just become a robot and become a slave to the system, you know. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Exactly, man. Beautiful words. Thank you for that. Thanks. Thanks for, um, yeah, thanks for having me, Toby. I really, uh, it's been been a good podcast. been pretty deep, probably the deepest I've ever been on a podcast, which has been pretty interesting. Yeah, honestly, man. Yeah, love, love connecting, man. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so good to be able to fr- speak, like, freely, truthfully and authentically about things that actually happen to you like in real life Mm. i feel like so many people like will pretend that everything's all good they got their shit together but it's like i can gotta admit that there are parts in your life where it needs to be it's not where it's at Mm. and then it's about like identifying it and then speaking to other people about it that have gone through the same thing which Mm. i now i know that you've gone through the same thing that i have and uh it gives me confidence that you can overcome it yeah Exactly, man. Exactly. I'll hit you up after this podcast and we'll, um, we'll have a chat for sure. But th- thanks again for having me, man. It's been, been a pleasure. I appreciate it, man. Peace out, bro. All right. Thanks, Toby.